Hi everyone. I hope everyone's well. I hope you tune in also because we're about to start the video. So then when I'm finished, I'm all about my business and ready to save the world. I'm faking my misery, making my bitch can be everyone's favorite girl. So with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my partner, amazing partner, Boris. I'm super amazing. No, you you're amazing. <laughs> our show is available live on our radio, on your radio that is, also through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, throughout social media, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We are broadcasting live from Miami through satellite, available on traditional radio, and on Sirius XM, channel 131, the following day. After the show, soon after, any podcast player. We are now reaching approximately 7 million people monthly in Facebook alone. So thank you to all our social media followers and mostly thank you, God. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers. And God was my only cure. Since everything else fails, hence the cure. But we hope we can at least be there for each other. Life is challenging. Know this. There is a God who is omnipotent, happens to be our Father, and loves us dearly. So, guess what? There's always hope. The, that song that just played was On My Way by Alan Walker and Sabrina Carpenter. And this is the message I receive. Knowing God 
keeps us safe. Ready? The time is now. Elijah's spirit at hand. Only so much God will allow. Focus on his will, no matter how difficult the task. The truth wide open, no longer covered by a mask. Of royalty, ready to save, anointed by his majesty. Glory be to God, source of purity and honesty. We may not know the angels he sends our way, but realize there's not much time we can delay. Wash the unclean, remove sins and inequity. With his loving kindness, bring back our dignity. Correct with charity and execute all that applies. In the midst of tragedy, God doesn't compromise. Draw the line, armies taking flight, those awake. Scales of justice, a heavy weight, this is God's to take. Not believing lies, for thy tender mercies made us wise. Misery took its toll, the Prince of Peace is on the rise. Today we will be discussing modern day slavery, human trafficking. And we have a special guest, Andy Berger. Andy Berger is an international speaker, corporate trainer, educator, and nonprofit executive. She founded Beulah's Place in Redmond, Oregon to provide hope and healing to homeless young people at risk for trafficking. Andy holds a bachelor's degree in business administration from Loyola Marymount University and a law degree from Western State University College of Law. Andy is the author of Voices Against Trafficking, the power of many voices speaking together. Andy, welcome to The Cure. So glad to have you with us. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. Well, you know, God is good. He always pulls through. Andy, this is a personal issue for you. It's a pers You have a personal story. You are considered or once referred to as a victim, advocate, and champion. Could you tell us a little bit about your journey? Yes, absolutely. Well, before there was a term called human trafficking, uh, I was trafficked from ages six months to 17 years old back in the early 60s and 70s uh, by immediate family members and extended family members. And so at that time, you know, they didn't even talk about child abuse or any of those kinds of things. And by the time I was five, the, the, the abuse, the torture, all of that was so bad that that was my first attempt at suicide. I actually went down to the curb of my house and I thought, you know what, my birth mother has told me every day that she can take my life anytime she wants to and no one would ever miss me and so i was on the curb waiting for a car to be coming by fast enough and no car came by no car came by and as i was waiting i looked up into the the sky and it was so blue and so huge and i thought i wonder how far it goes and how big it is and and who made it you know is there somebody bigger than the people hurting me that I could believe in. And as I sat there looking into this huge sky, I heard this voice within my heart say, 
this is not the plan I have for you. This is uh, suicide wow. is not the answer. And it was so calming and, and so fervent, I believed it. And I went up to my garage and I just kind of stood against the door. And no one in particular, I just said, if you keep me alive, I will do whatever you call me to do. And of course that voice was God, you know, in other people's lives it might be something else, but I trusted him and I knew that there was someone bigger than the people hurting me. But I also He knew certainly that, is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. But I also knew at five I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> right. And that's such an so. impressive story. I didn't even know that you, people, kids can be trafficked as early as six months. What 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 would they want to do with a six month old? It's just so awful and tragic to even think of it, to even think of that, and to think that the people that you trusted placed you into that situation. Well, at that time, again, they they didn't even know about making a profit off of it. I call it organized child abuse, but you know, at that time, uh, they would call it you know incest or other things. But at that young of an age, I remember the one one of the few times my birth brother and I ever talked about it. Many many decades later, uh, he said, you know, I never even saw you the first year of your life because. Uh, our birth mother and a cousin or two were always in the room with you doing stuff to you, but we, I didn't know what it was. The door was always closed. And so whatever that was, my birth mother was the primary sexual predator and orchestrator of pretty much all evil in that household, although every immediate family member did hurt me. And it wasn't so much that they passed me around at that age, but I think with all the counseling I had, you know, what they determined was that's how early it started. And we know today that traffickers will sell incense and they will use them for whatever perverse behavior they're getting paid for. It's wow. all about the dollar. Incredible. It's just, I don't even know whether to call it sick or evil. And it's its just really disheartening. It's, But what an amazing journey because look who you've become, look who you are. and look how you're helping others and what a hero you are to many so god bless you and your perseverance and your strength and your will to to stay alive because we needed you obviously oh, and thank you <laughs> andy how since you work in the field and you're you're helping save these young girls or or boys how common is human trafficking there's about nearly 300,000 people that are trafficked every into the country every year, the majority being females. And we actually looked up uh, the, a chart, and it shows that Florida is a high place for trafficking, actually. Yes, it is. You have ports. You have a way for people to traffic others. And so um, there, there's... Andy, we're going into a short break. Uh, let's we'll continue talking about human trafficking in a short while. We'll be right back. Be right back. Right back with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Can you tell us how it's possible to discover something about how you discovered about 
did extraordinary archaeological discoveries. This may very well change our history books as we know them. We were young, posters on the wall, praying we're the ones that the teacher wouldn't call. We would stare at each other, cause we were always in trouble. And all the cool kids did their own thing. I was on the outside, always looking in. Yeah, I was there, but I wasn't. They never really cared if I wasn't. We Continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Remember that you can listen to the radio show live throughout our app, The Cure, with Amy Cabo or the podcast. Just look for God is the Cure. The song that just played was Alone by Alan Walker and Ava Mix. Or Ava Max, sorry. So Beautiful words are often easier said than done, depending highly on the Holy Spirit, Father, and Son. Common are good intentions, sometimes difficult to do. Serving God and others, we mostly follow through. Hard to sacrifice the ego, it's how evil will amplify. God promotes humility, it's the best way to unify. Society teaches that it's normal wanting to be right. With Christ and our people, we let go of every fight. Sharing the same wisdom from God and his heart. With great responsibility, we play a special part. Not alone, God with us, our power and salvation. Meant to persevere in his plan since creation. When becoming heroes, living like Christ has begun. God provides and loves as if the only one. Angels sent among us in our path to pave the way, rescuing the lost, giving hope, and saving the day. We are discussing human trafficking with Andy Berger, author of Voices Against Trafficking. Andy, before we went into break, we were talking about how prevalent human trafficking was, about 300,000 in this country alone, and some states more than others, and we know that Florida is, is a hot place for that, but where is trafficking, where is trafficking happening the most if it's not that your own family or the people that you trust or a friend gets you into that? How can trafficking occur? Where does it occur the most? Because I know that I get nervous about 
my little girl being out in the front yard, who's 14. I don't let her go in the front yard by herself. Let somebody come driving by and pick her up. She's very light. And I don't like her going to the bathroom by herself. I learned somebody could be waiting in the bathroom. Well, those are definitely valid concerns. And in the larger cities, uh, there is more trafficking because there, there are more people there versus the rural. On the other hand, we know that every 40 seconds in the U.S. alone, a child 18 years or, or under is abducted. And Donald W. Washington from the U.S. Marshals Service, he is the one that made that statement. And so every state is affected. Usually every neighborhood is affected. But again, uh, a lot of folks are not aware. So you're right, Florida, Los Angeles, Portland, Oregon, a few hours away from me, those are all huge trafficking spots because they have the waterways, uh, the trucking, you know, the containers that come in and out uh, for international trafficking. So there is a lot. But what you stated about those numbers is that that is what's reported. But there is so much more that is not reported. I didn't actually become a statistic until I was uh, in my early 30s. I think I was 31 because I was in a special type of residential uh, facility for uh, dissociative disorders. And I, I did that voluntarily to try and work through what had happened in my life. Um, the last time my birth mother tried to kill me, I was 17. So I had a lot, of, a lot of stuff to kind of unravel, but God was so good in the healing process. But you're right. Um, it is prevalent. So here's what I, I tell people a lot of times. Look, let's start with the simple part. First of all, we have to acknowledge that this elephant is definitely in the room on a local level, regional, national, international. But what we can do as everyday people, like you, you have an eye on your daughter. You watch her. But I also encourage families to create a word or a phrase that only you and your family know that you would never tell anyone else. So let, let's say your daughter is starting to socialize outside of the house or the neighborhood, go out with friends, maybe start dating. If she feels uncomfortable or feels like she's in danger in any way or maybe has made a poor judgment, you know, and needs help, she can text that word. Not every child can call it. Some parents have said, well, they can just call home. Well, they may not be able to if they're threatened. So if they can text a, a word that you know means, I got to get to her now, or I got to get her help now, wherever she is, then that's one of the things that I encourage families to do, even with young kids, so that they know mom, dad, grandma, somebody will come running. The other thing, too, is that we don't want to be paranoid. I get that. We don't want to have to worry about every second of the day with our kids. But we do want to open that conversation, which is one of the reasons I compiled the book, because Voices Against Trafficking has all of these amazing experts and moms, dads, you know, scientists that have media members, people that have a perspective or information. So we want to open the conversation in our families and especially in our churches, because guess what? Predators love to look like they're good people while they're doing bad things. And we know that as survivors and victims. So we must uh, educate, equip, create awareness in all of our social circles, and especially to let people know that there is hope for this situation. But we all have to kind of get off our dust and start requiring right. that from our leaders. And be proactive. Be proactive. Yes. And also, my, my mother, one of the good things that she taught me was somebody can just come to you and say there's been an accident your parents have been in a terrible accident i'm afraid of their i'm a friend of theirs i'm going to take you to them let, let me take you to them and 
you know, just invent some kind of scenario. Well, my mother says they have to say this particular word. And that's a word that it was a very strange word that only we knew, the immediate family. So if this person is not giving us this word, what this person is saying about their accident or because they can't speak to us because they're in a coma or something, is not true. That's right, and, and good for your mom because that, that's absolutely it. So if we start with the minimal, and then the other thing, too, on our website, voicesagainsttrafficking.com, we have helplines and hotlines. So if you suspect something, if you think a child's even uh, being abused or... Yeah, how do you, how do you identify trafficked victims? What are signs that, that could tell us it's a trafficked victim? Well, I know that I never gave eye contact to anyone. I was not allowed to say anything or do anything because my perpetrator, my predator, was the controller. So my actions, my words, what I ate, what I wore, uh, what I did when I was in public was very, very controlled. So a lot of times you may see a young person with an older adult, male or female, that maybe doesn't look quite right, and your gut instinct's probably right that there's something not maybe normal there, but... At any rate, you can't just walk up and say, hey, are you in trouble? Because yeah, there's children that can be timid, but at least they give eye contact. They do look at you, so there's a slight difference. We'll be right back, yeah. and we'll continue talking about this after a short break. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Cabo and the Welcome back and thanks for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and the podcast, The Cure, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. That song was Living Proof by Camila Cabello. Is it at times? Checking. When feeling God, our breath goes away. Whatever the enemy throws, trust God and pray. No matter how dark the world gets, never alone. Hallelujah, be fearless, God takes care of his own. Getting to a point where suffering is nothing but a thing. 
even agony, praises for God on our tongue we sing. On our tongues we sing. For him moving forward with resolve and confidence, blessed by grace, not deterred, and God as our defense. We took what took most so long? Where was this joy all along? A piece of art saved and placed where we belong. Angels surround where he's from, sweet soul. Carrying through, perfect his will, God in control. His soldiers of peace readily fight on their knees. Our God, whom we delight to obey and appease. Exalted in the Lord, who made our way straight. His love, full of mercy and kindness, never so great. We are discussing human trafficking with Andy Berger, author of Voices Against Trafficking. Andy, we're, just before we went to break, we were talking about identifying victims and they're just the child with an older person that looks off, a little off, a little bit scared, doesn't look at you in the eye, seems controlled by the person they're with. Um, and just to trust, your tr to trust your instinct, if you feel that something's wrong, say, see something, say something. Uh, forget the snitch thing that was to distract us and get us from exposing the truth. Don't fall for that manipulation. Um, but during this COVID isolation, uh, has tra trafficking decreased? Because my daughter at 14 years old, I realized she was too young to have a phone. It's incredible how predators are targeting as much as I felt I was protecting my daughter. They're targeting through social media and what happens is that they have these they go into the snapchats where they talk to a group of kids and sometimes it's kids from new york and they'll use the little girl they're already uh using to introduce this predator now to my daughter who met this friend and by the friend that she met and she thinks it's safe and then the next thing you know they're coming to miami they'll be at the park don't tell your parents they won't understand so no more exactly. phone no ipad she yeah. doesn't need it she can play video games on her ds <laughs> <laughs> you described it perfectly and it's only every guardian of a child were that diligent because that's true especially when somebody says oh well don't tell your parents they're not going to understand you you know we we understand and and the stealthness that predators use you're right social media media especially we have more predators than ever using social media to entice young kids, teenagers. They find a vulnerability just like Snapchat, would. Um, Snapchat, TikTok, and, and they say, oh, you can't see them. That's a big red flag. What, you can't see your friend? You can't see your supposed uh, over-the-phone boyfriend? What kind of person can you not see? And so there's red flags. You have to really listen to your kids when they tell you things. <laughs> Absolutely. And you have to have protocols in place. You know, a lot of parents will say, oh, okay, go, you can have an hour of computer time or whatever. And they're not really watching what their kids are doing on chat lines or with the gaming industry. The gaming industry uh, has a lot of hidden things in games yes. that you won't get to those parts until Roblox, you Roblox, they go into 
popular kids, they make pretend they're one of the kids playing the video game, and slowly but surely they lure you Absolutely. by way of, of, of grooming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and your daughter's old enough, maybe she wants to make extra money, maybe you're a busy parent or you don't have other family around, and, and somebody say, oh, you know, I'm doing a photography project at school, I need models, you know, just for a day, we'll come pick you up or meet us at the mall we want to get some shots there young boys you know mow, mow my lawn but are we vetting who they're really going to do we really know who the piano teacher's father is or do we know who our neighbor's children are because you may know the parents but what about the son or daughter of those parents when your child is left alone with them i can't yeah busy yourself with your kid Make it a point to spend at least 30 days talking to your kid. Make sure those communication of, uh, lines of communication are open. I don't like my daughter going any, over anybody's house. I don't know who's visiting that house when I'm not there. I don't know about the, the brothers, like you said, or the, or the father. I don't know them. They can be their best person in front of me. I don't really know them. But the phone thing, I, that caught me by surprise. I thought she was safe under my wing, but they find a way. You have to be very vigilant. Absolutely. And we need to educate our kids that are old enough to understand, like, those hotline numbers or the, that safe word or who is the other safe adult in their life. If you're working or you're not around or you have an emergency and you have to be somewhere, who is the other safe adult in their life? Um, and if they do, uh, by chance, get snagged, can they come to you safely and say, you know what, Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, whoever, um, I got on the computer or I did this or I thought this friend was safe and I didn't tell you about it, but now I'm in, you know, we need to not chastise them. We need to help them grow through that uh, because we don't want to put them back in a hole where they refuse to talk to us or tell us anything. That's why many victims will not report because they're not believed they're not heard correctly and a lot of times they're the ones that get the backlash saying well you wanted it or you did it or you yeah the most important thing is letting them know it's not their fault and this is something that can happen to anyone it's not something that they did or anything that they did wrong it's just something that happens and you know just be as supportive as as you can and you know make it a learning experience you live and you learn um, and hopefully people can learn from this and they can safeguard their kids before anything should happen. How many parents are too busy or they're cooking or they're working and the kids in the computer all day long or on the phone. Um, have we taken the time to talk to them, to look for clues? They may not tell you anything, but in their language, there'll be something that's off. And just, just be a good listener. <laughs> And observant. I think I just overstepped. It's okay. Um, but yes, you're right. Things change. Behavior changes. And the thing about human trafficking, it's a human issue. Not political, not religious, not anything. It's across the board. It doesn't have socioeconomic indicators. It can happen in a wealthy neighborhood. It can happen, you know, on the street. It can happen anywhere. But if we have conversations as, as especially God-believing people, this is not the way God designed his children to live. And that is not what the sacrifice was about. And yet we have so many stonewallers. Well, we don't want to talk about that. It's icky, right? We don't want to tell kids about the big, bad predators out there. But Sometimes the truth is hard, but it must be told. It must be told because it's harder when Absolutely. it happens. 
absolutely the damage after, as you know and as I know, it's lifetime. It is a life sentence for a victim, no matter how much healing. You know, I'm I'm six decades into life, and I still deal with PTSD. I still have to practice my my boundaries and my self-nurturing, and I have a wonderful husband. I have successful friendships and relationships, but it was a lot of work, the healing. And, you know, God just shows me that uh, he is the healer. He is the transformer, and no matter what has happened in your life, he can make you new again if you trust that, if you believe that. But it does take work. It takes a support system. You know, all the kids, we, like you said, um, the the COVID, the lockdowns, you know what that did was it locked predators and victims down. So yes. There was more access. Yes, of course. They they were more available. They didn't. They had a lot of time in their hands, and they were turning to social media and devices, which is their portal, their portal for grooming them and luring them in. So, <laughs> it's 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 just unfortunate, and it can happen to any of us. And we're their best protectors, the parents and the people that know them. Is there any risk factors that can contribute? Well, definitely. Well, we'll talk about that when we return. We're going into a break. So when we return, we're going to talk about any risk factors that could possibly contribute something to look out. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Open up your mind and see like me. Open up your plans and damn you're free. I look into your heart and you find love, 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 love. Listen to the music of the moment people dance and sing. We're just one big family. And it's our God forsaken right to be loved, love, 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 love. So Just to try to see it clearer But my breath fogged up the glass And so I drew a new face And I laughed I guess what I'll be saying is There ain't no better reason To rid yourself of vanities And just go with the seasons It's what we aim to do Our name is our virtue And now we will continue With Amy Cabo and The Cure Hi again and thanks for tuning in we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and social media. Look for God is the Cure, also as a podcast, The Cure. Basically, all is The Cure. But also, check Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost, which is a compilation of the poems that she writes based on the songs of the show. 
And that awesome song was I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. Done living life our way, Jesus, we give it to you. Pray and make God first in everything we do. He spoke of a time where there's no more crying. Thank you, Lord, for keeping our souls from dying. Love harder, no anger, judging, violence, or hatred. God in the center elevates our state, feeling elated. Our relationship is sacred, for which we are created to become complete and a peace so long awaited. To his strongest soldiers, God allows the toughest wars. Christ with us to navigate, clear our paths and open doors. Well equipped, knows we would complete the mission. Predicted opposition, in return, gave faith and intuition. Live free with a heart inclined to God, no need to wait. Not complicated, should we hesitate, it might be late. Maximize the moment, despite a God-forsaken place. All yours, our living God, let's function in His grace. We are talking about human trafficking with Andy Berger, author of Voices Against Trafficking. And so we were talking before we went into the break about risk factors. I know that from personal experience, they're looking for lonely kids, kids that feel misunderstood, kids that have too much time in their hand, um, kids that are not, that the parents are not really looking after very much, and kids that are maybe not in the company of adults. Anything else we should know about, Andy? Well, I think you did a great job of covering that. I can tell you that from uh, many of the kids my husband and I have rescued, a lot of times, it, and it goes both ways, it's either the mom with a boyfriend or the dad with a girlfriend maybe bringing people home without thinking about what could happen with the teenager or the young kids in that home too. So we need to be careful who we bring home to our children whether we're socially active or not, or married, partnered, whatever, because that's a big factor as well. And obviously the influences that somebody new uh, brings to a household. Uh, one case I just worked with, the, the, the dad of the children, not the, not the husband, but the dad of the children was a drug addict and it caused a lot of issues. But the, the baby mom kept bringing him over and over and, and then some things happened and finally, you know, it woke her up that, you know, her teenage daughter was acting strangely and why she was acting that way. So you're wow. right, all those things you covered, a, a dissociated uh, child socially, someone left alone a lot. We used to call them latchkey kids. Uh, or even kids that kids. ran away. Kids yes, that ran away, yes, kids absolutely. that are tra kids that are from you know from different countries that maybe cross the border and they don't have their parents, yes. and it's it's just an opportunity. It's just another opportunity. It's it's and so it's I'm very careful about who I bring into my home, who I associate with, and of course I pray. I pray a lot for protection, and that can make a huge difference. But anyhow, guys, the National Human Trafficking Hotline is 1-888-373-7888, and we will post it. Andy, let's talk about myths and human trafficking. Is human trafficking always a violent crime like kidnapping? 
because some of us are manipulated into it and we think it's voluntarily. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with you. No, it is not what we see in the movies, although that does happen, but that's kind of the exception. It can be as simple as uh, six months back, there was a truck that drove into my driveway and my husband had just gotten home. Two older men in the truck claiming they were looking for their son, their seven-year-old son. They didn't have a photo, didn't tell us what he was wearing. There was no uh, mother hysterical in the truck, nothing. Uh, they were simply looking for product. That's the short, short story. And so uh, somebody can drive up and snatch a kid. They could be following them at school. But um, you're, you're right. You've got, you've got a great handle on it. And if more people are aware, if they're willing to listen, and that's a big part of our puzzle is getting people willing to listen to what's happening and what we can do together. I mean, I didn't know I was trafficked until somebody reviewed my book and mentioned it and said that I was in the yes. human tra sex trafficking trade and I had no clue. <laughs> so, well, you were, no. You were manipulated. And it's not always, it's not always very obvious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course, but you know what? God protected you, and absolutely, it can be, this is normal for a lot of people. This is normal for a lot of kids. I didn't think my life, I thought everybody lived like I did. Well, yes, that's why education is so important, and for which I have, the, one of the reasons I have this show. But let's talk about some of the myths. These are all human trafficking involves sex does it only happen um in third world countries no that does not always happen and it happens in our country all the time and the and the thing that people probably don't know and there's a chapter in our book about it that human trafficking did not start in america it it's been going on since uh, the beginning of time maybe just shortly after cain and abel but basically it's been going on Greco-Roman era, everything, slavery was rooted in human trafficking, not just human smuggling. So, so that's one of the myths. And also the myth that every teenager that runs away, you know, wants to. And that's not true. Some kids read, run to the street because it's safer than what And it's sometimes around. victims, they, these victims, it's people they don't know. It could be people you know. It could be yes. people they don't know. It could be undocumented. Exactly. It's not only women and girls. Um, or no. under uh, uh, underground industries, it, it could be anywhere. It could be in your church. It could be a judge. It could be yeah, someone absolutely. you thought you trusted, um, especially if it can be your parents. And so one last minute, Andy, we've reached the end of the show. Any thoughts or advice for our listeners? Well, first off, if you have been hurt, it is not your fault. And secondly, if you want to feel renewed and, and feel transformed, God is the answer. He is the cure. And I just want to encourage you for that. I mean, he took yesterday's garbage, which is what I felt like most of my life, and he turned it into something useful and good. So I want, want to uh, encourage people out there who have been hurt. And secondly, if you want more information or you need more information or you're curious or you, you want to introduce it to a group or people you know yes all your information we have all your information on our website under god is the cure under guests and people can reach you thank you andy so much for being with us in the show it's been wonderful and you're right uh god is a cure i've learned one thing in life the harder the work the more worth it so uh, your your good work <laughs> so let's finish with a prayer loving father 
We seek your divine protection for all who are exploited and enslaved, which is about 40 million estimated, by the way, in modern-day slaves now. For those forced into labor, trafficked into sexual slavery, and denied freedom, we beseech you to release them from their chains. Grant them protection, safety, and empowerment. Restore their dignity and provide them a new beginning. Show us how we might end exploitation by addressing its causes. Help us to reach out in support of victims and survivors of human trafficking. Make us instruments of your spirit for their liberation. For this we pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air. And please check out Robbie Dillmore's show, The Christian Car Guy and Kingdom Pursuit. Very busy guy, super talented, awesome guests, and great topics. This is Amy Cabo, and you have been listening to The Cure. Yeah, and you. Oh, and me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by the way, please check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo. Also as a video podcast and the app the cure has the previous shows or you can even watch each show there directly in live. Also Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost. I'm the inspired by the Holy Ghost plugin guy. Yes, poems and soon to if God willing the blogs also will be another book. But thank you to our listeners for being with us and until next Saturday, much love. Always give it your best. Be as kind as possible to yourself and everyone, true in every situation, keep your values, and most importantly, keep your faith. And who's going to be the show, the guest next show? My producer knows that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you. Okay, so it's Billy Joss. Fighting Billy Joel? Not Joe, but Joss. Oh. Okay, almost. <laughs> Fighting with discouragement and defeat feeling. The, like the defeatist feeling. Yeah, how to fight oh, that. That's a that. good one. I really struggled with that for many years. Yeah. I thought I was a terrible person. Oh, I always thought I'm a great. I'm not so bad anymore. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. God made me better. Yep, that's true. And he's gonna have a little bit of music now. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.